Okay, we're going to start this next story. It's called A Veritable Nightmare Breakdown. It's a, it's a rum life story from 1983, Tales from Ivy House, New Bolingbroke. It really was a nightmare. When I awoke to shrill telephone noises at about 2.30am, I had no idea of what was to happen. Keith, one of our drivers from the time when we had our base at Horncastle, had taken one of the old Leyland Mastiffs to Brighton to collect a load of new tyres en route for Bradford. Keith was actually a mechanic and helped to look after the lorries we had left in the fleet, as well as taking loads from time to time. Background info. The Mastiffs were a carryover from our beginning the contract with the Tire Manufacturers Conference. I'd spent 18 months and a large amount of money setting up this service in the last year or so that we had any income from Uniroyal. We knew Uniroyal was coming to an end and we had to find a sound alternative for the future of our business. I'd negotiated the original contract with the Time Manufacturers Conference where we were to collect complaint tyres from selected locations in each corner of the UK plus Scotland. The collection locations I had finalised and we had a date from the TMC to begin the service. Money was very tight and I managed to locate seven large second-hand demountable bodies that had been built to deliver electrical goods to curry shops all over the UK. These were big bodies, maximum length and tall, and they were strong and sturdy. They'd give us the capacity to cope with a large volume of complaint tyres and were to be located at our selected collection points in north-west England, southern Scotland, south-west England, south Yorkshire and south-east England. The boxes were quite elderly and well used, to say the least, but would give us a chance to see if the system I had devised actually worked. With the bodies were two equally elderly Leyland Mastiff 16-ton long wheelbase, rigid chassis lorries, with the equipment to pick up and drop off these bodies. I think the whole cost at that time was about £10,000 second-hand, but would have cost over ten times that to buy new. The lorry chassis were a bit battered, having been standing in a railway yard at Southampton for almost a year. The instruments in the cabs had been smashed, and the interiors generally knocked about. The engines had done incredible mileages, and the whole group of vehicles had been part of a large fleet originally. In the Mastiff lorries were Perkins V8 turbo diesel engines. These were one reason I decided to buy these elderly bits and pieces. Those engines were pretty well indestructible, given a reasonable chance and reasonable care. Their fuel consumption was high. Best not to ask. But in 1982 that was not too great a problem. Initially, I had taken Keith down to Southampton. We had chosen the best lorry to bring back to Boston with the first body. Once this was made serviceable, we went down for the second one, taking the empty number one lorry chassis to collect a second box at the same time. 
So we continued until all the boxes were with us at Boston and made ready to be installed in their collection locations. We did manage to run the contract for almost a year, still using these old vehicles. The idea worked and the future was looking good. We had a fixed price for each complaint tie delivered from the collection point to the examination centre at Burton-on-Trent and I had arranged for the lorries to collect new imported tyres from, ex- from my existing clients and deliver these on the way back to the collection locations. Then trouble reared its head in the form of our bank, deciding it would not continue with our overdraft and requiring us to pay it back. I'm sure this was all brought about by a business from, businessman from Lincoln who we initially helped to ask with a previous idea to build a lorry tyre remoulding plant at Horncastle. There's another story about this. When planning permission was refused, I shelved the idea which he did not like. He was getting his own back now for a missed opportunity where he thought he might be able to get his hands on our house at New Bolingbroke if the remould plant did not work out. We had amazing help at this time with the financial crisis from Ed Taylor, an accountant from Peterborough, who travelled up and down the UK with me to try and find alternative finance. This was not to be, and consequently, we lost the TMC contract. It was a fix, of that I'm convinced, as just as soon as we were out, then a national UK tyre company, subsidiary haulier, took over at the collection locations I had set up and continued with the service. Back to the story. So there we are, up to date with the background info. It's very dark and my telephone is ringing its head off, demanding my attention. Keith was phoning from a cafe on the M1 at Crick in Northamptonshire. The first thing he had to tell me was he had lost both rear wheels from one side of the lorry. It was fully loaded and he'd been going fairly slowly through a restricted part of the motorway where it was a single carriageway only. His rear wheels had come off in this section and just spun away across the remainder of the motorway. Mixed blessings here, as with it being roadworks and restricted, Then there was a free collection service or recovery service for vehicles breaking down in this section. Keith had been recovered to the car park area of the cafe and had managed to recover his wheels too. Earlier in the journey, he needed two new rear tyres to be fitted in Brighton and the tyre fitters had been too enthusiastic with the pneumatic nut spinner and over-tightened the wheel nuts. The threads had been consequently damaged and during the journey north the wheel nuts had worked their way off the studs on the brake drum. Keith needed me to find the parts he needed to get the lorry going again. A replacement brake drum with good wheel studs fitted, about a hundred weight and a bit. Two wheels and good tyres plus the ten good wheel nuts to secure the wheels plus jacks and tools to do the job. By now it was 2.30am and it was cold, the month being March. 
we had the other Mastiff in the yard close to Boston, so all I had to do was go down there in the dark, remove all the bits we needed and set off for Crick in Northamptonshire, about a 100 miles away. In 1983, I was 39 years old and pretty fit. I collected two jacks and my tools and zoomed off to Boston to strip all the bits from the second lorry. My car at this time was a red Citroen GS Estate, second-hand of course, but that four-cylinder air-cooled engine was a dream. The car also had typical Citroen hydraulic suspension. The trailer was Old Faithful, the trailer first built by Terry Pine in New Bolingbroke in 1972. I'd initially used it to collect tyres for our horses from a farm near Lincoln and that trailer in 1972 was pulled by my trusty Firestone 1100cc Ford Escort. All the bits found. I was astounded that I had it all done within an hour. No air gun and all the wheel nuts removed by hand, and then the very heavy brake drum and all its bits and pieces. I took the seals and lock nuts as well, just in case. The journey to Crick was uneventful, and I was there by around 5am. Keith had taken the chance to get some sleep. We set to work and managed to strip the old hub off and replace it, plus fit two new wheels within an hour. The two wheels had come off the lorry in a sorry state. The stud holes were oval and misshapen. The wheels were totally useless now. For those not in the know... Lorry wheels with tyres weigh around two and a half hundredweights. Perhaps a bit more if the tyres are newish. The two that flew off the rear of the lorry could have easily demolished a house or anything similar. It was just a good job the road was operating single carriageway and it was at night. There we are, that's the end of that little story. There's another one if you like to know about lorries and wheels. It's called... Wonderbun, Wonderbun loses a front tyre on the M62. There we are, that's um, another story from Cracker Books brought to you and read and written by Keith Sanders. Now, new ending to these stories. Since Covid, we don't have any shop, we don't sell anything. All our publications are free to download on the internet to any device you choose. There are nearly 200 of these audio stories, there's nearly 100 videos and there are 10 complete page-flipping storybooks with lots of colour pictures and you can download them all for free and look at them when you like, where you like. Our website, where you can find them all, is www.itsarumlife.com Spelling is I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E, no spaces, dot com. There's hours of entertainment there on that website. Have a good look. And thank you for listening to our story. <laughs>